You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Monday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to like usual. It does suck that we have no BYU basketball to recap from Saturday for the third week in a row, folks. I'm hoping that going forward, BYU plays as many games as possible. But nonetheless, we'll talk about everything we did see from BYU over the weekend. We had the women's gymnastics program in action at the Best of Utah event. We'll examine how they did up there at the Maverick Center in West Valley. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU's quarterbacks. We'll kick off our look back on the 2020 season that was for the position group, as well as a look ahead to 2021. Zach Wilson exits. Who is going to be remaining behind to battle for the position to replace him? We'll talk about that ahead on today's show. Today's podcast, our title sponsor is Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. Save yourself 20% on your next order. Love that company. Encourage you guys to take advantage of that offer. All right, there you go. That's kind of the roadmap of where we're going to go today. We'll mix in some other news and notes from BYU along the way as well. So without further ado, let's get into it here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 11th. 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you again for taking the time to download the Locked On Cougars podcast. This is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And a big thank you for your support of the podcast. If you haven't done so already by now, hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss an episode of the show. Because as I am fond of saying, we like to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day. As well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not and cannot find anywhere else. So big thank you once again for your support of the podcast. Getting rolling here on a Monday, guys. I hope your weekend was fantastic. Had some fun regardless of whatever it was. I know many of you are fond of getting out onto the mountain and skiing and snowboarding and snowmobiling maybe your thing. Regardless, if you're a homebody, you like to get outside and get into the outdoors, I hope your weekend was fantastic. On today's show, we're going to kick it off here. And what I've decided to do is we're going to do a look back at 2021 for each position group for the BYU football program. And then kind of a look ahead to 2021, the season upcoming, of what is leaving. It's not what, or I guess who is leaving is what I should say. They're not commodities. They're people. Let's be clear about that. I'm going to look back on that. And today, I figured we'd start off with the most prominent position at BYU right now. It's quarterback. Right now, Zach Wilson is living in Southern California. If you guys didn't see on social media the pad that he has had himself set up with from his representation, man, is he living the high life. Has a PS5 set up for him. <laughs> kind of cool. Dax Milne was over visiting at one point and was kind of ogling that PS5. And It's good to see those guys having fun and training together down there in Southern California and wishing them nothing but the best. But the quarterback position for BYU is one that has a big big hole in it, obviously. You lose a guy who is going to be a first-round draft pick for BYU, the first first first-round draft pick at quarterback for the Cougars since Jim McMahon in the 1980s. It's been a long time since a quarterback has been taken, or will be taken, I guess, 
this highly in the NFL draft. But nonetheless, best of luck to Zach Wilson as he moves forward here. I'm looking forward to seeing him being a representative of BYU, and I think he will be a good representative. I think he understands what BYU did for him, and BYU, he did for BYU. I think it's kind of that thing that they both understood. You know what? We needed each other in our time of need for both of us, and we both benefited immensely from what you did. So, now as BYU moves forward here, what do they have to replace Zach Wilson? Well, that's a big question mark, I think, right now, is we're all kind of looking at this wondering, okay, what exactly or who exactly is going to be able to come in and replace what they lose with Zach Wilson? This past season, Zach Wilson, 3,692 yards passing, just north of 7,600 yards for his entire career, uh, had 33 touchdowns on the season, just an absolutely marvelous campaign passing the ball. But in addition to that, also tallied 254 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns rushing. So 43 total touchdowns on the season. Just a, You can't compare these. 33 touchdowns to three interceptions passing. That's a lot of production to replace. The good news is, if you want prefer to look at it that way, is there are a number of guys on the roster currently that BYU should be able to see what they get coming out of spring ball, going through summer workouts, and on into fall camp. If everything goes according to what they're hoping, speaking of the BYU coaching staff, they should have a nice long list of looks at these guys, the potential replacements for Zach Wilson, if the offseason gets back to more of a normal offseason, whereas 2020 was just all kinds of messed up. So let's run down the names of people you will know. And undoubtedly, many of you already know these names, but the top contenders replace Zach Wilson in no particular order. Jaron Hall, Mason Fakahua, Soljay Maiava Peters, Baylor Romney, Jacob Conover, and then Rhett Riley. Those are the six quarterbacks currently on the roster that will be competing to replace Zach Wilson in 2021, this upcoming season. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and put Rhett Riley and Mason Fakahua to the side, and it's no offense to either of those players. Rhett Riley, a walk-on from Valley Center, California, of course, the cousin of former Utah great Trevor Riley and also Drew Riley, who played at BYU for a time. He's a walk-on, so he has been a guy who's been able to dress during his time at BYU, but I'm having a hard time believing he's a serious contender for the job, so he's off to the side. Mason Fakahua, a freshman out of Cedar City High School down there in southern Utah. He came to BYU. Many people thought when he signed that he was a guy that you signed and would immediately move over to the defensive backfield potentially or wide receiver or another position. Well, since his, since he's been at BYU, he has been listed as a quarterback and will continue probably to work as a quarterback until told otherwise. I think he would be a fantastic safety prospect and would actually be, have a chance to compete for playing time this year with a number of safeties moving on, but that's a topic for another day. So I'm going to set those two quarterbacks to the side for the sake of our discussion today. So that leaves us with Jaron Hall, Baylor Romney, Jacob Conover, and Soljay Maiava-Peters. Now, all four of these quarterbacks have varying skill sets as any quarterback does. Zach Wilson, well, what we saw from him is a live arm, the ability to make every throw on the field, and also the ability to get out of the pocket and make plays with your feet when you need to. The guy most like Zach Wilson on this roster, in my opinion, is Jaron Hall. But let's have the caveat here that Jaron Hall, his health has been his biggest issue with staying on the field for any length of time or any significant period of time when he's been given that opportunity as the quarterback. You go back to 2019, he played in both the Utah State and the South Florida games, had very, very good outings when he was out there on the field, but got injured in both of those games and subsequently 
lost the job to Baylor Romney until Zach Wilson came back. So, Jaron Hall, if he is healthy, is as good of a quarterback as any on this roster for BYU, but can the coaching staff, speaking of new offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick, passing game coordinator uh, Fetsi Satake, and even head coach Kalani Satake, can they rely on betting that Jaron Hall is going to stay healthy for an entire 12 or 13 game season? I'm not sure you can at this point. Uh, the, the track record there suggests that it won't happen. But I will tell you what, if Jaron Hall is able to prove that he is healthy, he is going to be a candidate for the job, if not the prime candidate to replace Zach Wilson. I think his top competition for this job is Jacob Conover. Conover is from Chandler, Arizona, Chandler High School, the powerhouse down there in the Valley, and he is a four-star prospect. BYU doesn't get four-star prospects very often these days. It's just one of those byproducts of not being considered Power 5. And let's be clear, we've talked about this in the past on the podcast. BYU is considered Power 5 for scheduling purposes by many conferences and teams, but they do not have the Power 5 moniker next to their name, and it does hurt them in recruiting no matter how you want to argue about it. I've talked with enough recruits and enough coaches to understand this, but nonetheless, Jacob Conover grew up a diehard BYU fan. He has always dreamed of suiting up for the Cougars, and he is going to be doing his darndest to win this job. The interesting part about Conover is if he were to win this job, he will be considered a true freshman this season. And if he were to win the quarterback job, you're looking at a three, maybe four year run with a quarterback. We'll see. I've been told that Conover absolutely lit up the first string defense as the scout team quarterback this past fall. Kind of split those roles with Rhett Riley as well as Mason Fakahua, but he is a absolutely stellar quarterback, an absolutely gargantuan arm, uh, would be up there in the competition with Jaron Hall for strongest arm on the roster right now. Conover, though, is a little different, wherein that, yes, he can run if need be, but he is more of that true pocket passer style quarterback. I think he can get the ball out and move with his feet when need be, but he is most comfortable making plays from the pocket. So, the top two contenders in my mind are Hall versus Conover, and there are probably some of you screaming at me right now, Jake, what about Baylor Romney? And I mean this in the kindest way possible, but Baylor Romney is the insurance policy should these other quarterbacks get hurt or be ineffective. The coaching staff at BYU knows what Baylor Romney brings to the field. He proved it in that win over Boise State in 2019. He is not a guy who is flashy. He's not out there to make the big play. He doesn't have the biggest arm. He's not the fastest guy on the field, but he moves the ball effectively when called upon. So I know calling him the quote-unquote insurance policy might be a denigration to him, but I'll tell you what, this coaching staff really believes that Baylor Romney can be the guy if they need him, but they feel like they have other options on the field who can lead to bigger plays, if that makes sense. Baylor Romney is a guy to keep an eye on, though, especially when it comes to the transfer portal in this day and age. We're expecting the next couple of weeks here, at least maybe even this week, I think it's this week actually, the NCAA convention takes place and the vote on uh, one-time transfers, a free transfer for all players across football is expected to pass. That would go into effect on August 1st. Should Baylor Romney find himself third or fourth on the depth chart come August in training camp and decide, you know what, it's time for me to move on, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. I know many of you know that he's married to a BYU track and field athlete. His wife is a senior in terms of her eligibility in track and field. So 
potentially she could play out or finish out her eligibility, and then Baylor Romney, as a sophomore still, could be looking for his next opportunity to play. I know he likes BYU. He's got the family ties there. Two of his brothers, Gunner, on the roster currently, and then the younger brother, Tate, who's going to be a linebacker when he's back from his mission, obviously probably helped tie him to the university, but... It's my opinion, this is my opinion right now, is looking ahead, he may find himself as the odd man out. All right, over time here on this first part of the podcast, but we'll dig a little bit more into this. I do need to talk about one wild card in this, and it's the fourth quarterback we have not discussed yet, and that's Soljay Maiava-Peters. What does he bring to the table for the BYU football program? Could he be a factor in this, which I think a lot of people, many of you probably out there are probably thinking, okay, this is a two-man race. It's Jaron Hall versus Jacob Conover, and you're probably not wrong wrong in that assumption, but I do think Baylor Romney and then Soljay, who we'll talk about here in a moment, do have a, a say in all of this, and we'll get to that more of that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at betonline.ag, guys. Many of you are starting to look in. It's becoming more and more in vogue to be a part of the sports betting world. Many of you probably are thinking about, okay, where should I bet? Who should I trust? Well, I have one place that has you covered, one place that we trust here on the Locked On Cougars podcast, and that's betonline.ag. Regardless of the sport you're interested in, football, basketball, baseball, no matter what it is, sports bets, prop bets, they've got you guys covered, and that's at betonline.ag. You can get a free account now by going to betonline.ag, and there's a special promo going on right now at betonline.ag with our listeners. When you get there, sign up for that free account. When you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Yes, 50% of the money you deposit with your first deposit given to you for free. They're giving you free money to play with, guys. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Reminder, don't forget to use that promo code Locked On and get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit at betonline.ag. Like I said, they've got NFL playoff games, college football, current headlines in sports. No matter what it is, betonline.ag's got the answer for you. So check it out now. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, finally, the other quarterback we haven't talked about so far is Soljay Maiava-Peters. Formerly a quarterback from the North Shore of Hawaii in Kahuku High School, ended up transferring to the Washington, D.C. area to play for St. John's College High School. He is a guy to keep an eye on as well. He is more of the true dual-threat quarterback on BYU's roster, a guy who can run just as well as he can throw the ball. And in talking with people around the BYU football program, they said when Soljay was given opportunities on the field, he was kind of similar to a guy like Baylor Romney where he moved the offense, but in a more unconventional way. Does not have the most refined arm in the entire world. More of a true athlete playing quarterback, whereas a quarterback who is an athlete, if that makes sense to you guys. But I do like the potential of Soljay Maiava-Peters. There's a reason why Aaron Roderick and the coaching staff at BYU took him on as a scholarship athlete. They see something in him. I think my overarching message to you guys today about the quarterback position for BYU is that be confident that this coaching staff will find a guy that can replace Zach Wilson. I know that the schedule that BYU is going up against this coming season is much harder than what they faced in 2020 and breaking in a new quarterback in this season, man, it's a tough job, but I think all four of these players, Jaron Hall, Soljay Maiava, Peters, Baylor Romney, and Jacob Conover, all of them bring something to the table that is something you should keep an eye on because the good news is all these guys are listed as sophomores or freshmen 
there's a potential here because of the eligibility being frozen that if a guy like Jaron Hall were to win the job, well, he could be the starting quarterback for BYU for the next three years. Same deal with a Jacob Conover. Or it's not Jacob Conover, Baylor Romney. Jacob Conover and Soljay Mayava Peters, they could potentially be the quarterback for four years if they were to win the job. I like the youth. I like the depth of this position. The issue is going to be able to find the guy who can replace the guy. That's a tougher job than many realize. It's the same in coaching. It's the same in playing football, actually, out there on the field. You don't necessarily want to be the guy to replace the guy because you have to live up to an almost impossible standard to replicate, and that's something that's going to be an issue for the Cougars this year. Zach Wilson had an absolutely stellar individual campaign in 2020. Let's be clear. Any quarterback who wins this job for BYU in 2021, I'm going to have a hard time believing they're going to match that or surpass it in 2021. I do think the quarterbacks on this roster right now are plenty effective, and they're going to be able to go out there and prove their effectiveness, but it's a matter of a guy like Jaron Hall. Can he prove he can stay healthy? Is Jacob Conover seasoned enough after just one season of the college game to prove that he is going to be the guy? There are question marks around all of these players. The matter of the fact is that the spring evaluation season when the spring practices are taking place for BYU is going to be utterly critical to any and all of these guys getting that opportunity to prove that they're the guy going into the summer and then after the player run practices this summer during July and uh, sorry June and July heading into training camp in August who shows up in the best shape who shows up with the respect of their teammates who gets in there and proves that they are the most effective guy and the guy to lead the Cougars going forward that is a big question mark I look forward to covering it and we'll be sure to track it as we move forward here. But I do wonder if there will be some attrition due to the transfer portal if and when a decision is made this coming training camp in August. We'll have to sit back and wait. But the good news is I do like the depth and the options on this roster. It's just a matter of one of these guys stepping forward and saying, no, I am the guy. Let me replace Zach Wilson. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on the quarterbacks. We'll do more of this. We'll do the running backs. We'll run through the entire uh, roster for BYU. Talk about this in similar formats. What are the questions coming out of 2020 and moving into 2021? What players are moving on? What players are coming in? Oh, and one note on quarterbacks. Right now, as it stands, BYU doesn't have a quarterback coming in in this recruiting class, and I don't expect them at this juncture to add one. Maybe a walk-on, but not a scholarship player. I don't think that they have room right now for a scholarship quarterback, but maybe I'm wrong about that and they have a guy that they're recruiting in the lead up to National Signing Day here in early February. But yes, I do not expect a quarterback to join the roster coming up in 2021 at this current time, but that's always subject to change. We're all aware of that. All right, we will put a bow on today's podcast here in just a moment. Catch up on some of the news and notes out there with regards to BYU sports. Women's gymnastics opened their season over the weekend at the Maverick Center. How did they do at the Best of Utah event up there? We'll break all of that down and catch up on all the news you need to know about here in just a moment. Today's show, though, is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar. Guys, I had a special package delivered to me over the weekend, and what was it? A new delivery of of Built Bars. It was a brand new shipment and I cannot wait to tear into these. Okay, I'll be honest, I kind of tore into them the second they showed up. I had one for lunch on Saturday afternoon when it showed up. I had one for breakfast yesterday on Sunday. So of the 18 that were delivered to me, I'm already too deep. So I I got 16 left. So they'll probably last me in... 
two weeks. But you know what? I absolutely love Built Bars, guys, and I would encourage you guys to check them out. 18 unique flavors, and the best part about a Built Bar is it tastes legitimately like a candy bar, but has all the health benefits of the best-tasting protein bar out there. It's high-protein, high-fiber, low-sugar, low-calories, guys. It is the perfect complement for anybody's diet, no matter what you're trying to do. Losing weight, maintaining your weight, you're on the keto diet. You know what? It's the perfect complement. Soft and easy to chew. I cannot recommend these bars highly enough, guys. Go to BuiltBar.com right now, and while you're there, use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You'll get 20% off your next order by using that promo code. It is a great way to save money on the best-tasting protein bars anywhere. Don't take my word for it. I would encourage you guys to give them a shot. BuiltBar.com using the promo code LOCKEDON. Save yourself 20% and enjoy the best-tasting protein bars anywhere with Built Bars. All right, folks, running down some of the other news and notes from the weekend that was in BYU sports. Despite the loss at the kennel for BYU basketball, we talked about this last week in the run-up to that game. I talked about the fact that playing against the number one team in the country would actually be a benefit for BYU even with the loss. Well, evidence of that came Friday with BYU moving up in the net ratings, which are the NCAA's official rankings that they put out each week. They moved from number 52 to number 46 despite a 17-point loss on the road. That says a lot about the strength of Gonzaga, but I'm telling you what, playing Gonzaga as many times as BYU can, because there's rumors still out there that they could play them a third time potentially here in West Coast Conference play, I would take every opportunity that you can if you're Mark Pope's team to do that because at 9-3, and BYU sitting at number 46 in the net ratings, that means they're currently in the projected field of where you would expect an at-large bid to come from. Obviously, BYU will have to maintain that spot and with some of the other programs that are dragging them down in the West Coast Conference, they're going to be very careful and very wary of moving up and down in that. The good news is yesterday, I saw this, uh, Ken Pomeroy at KenPalm.com, one of the other rankings that is out there. Six West Coast Conference teams are currently in the top 25 of his rankings. That's actually a very, very good thing to see. That means at least half the conference is considered a quad two or a high quad three win, which are actually beneficial to BYU's opportunity potentially to get an at-large bid. So hopefully that continues. BYU continues to win at a high clip, and when they do win against lesser teams, they dominate them. You don't want close wins. You want to go out and absolutely beat the crowd out of teams that are way down in the rankings. We're talking the teams like Portland. You want to just absolutely blast them because that's the only way you get any benefit from playing that game. So congrats to Mark Pope's team on moving up despite the loss in those net ratings. A couple other news and notes for you guys is congratulations to the number 17 BYU women's gymnastics team. They ranked, uh, they, ra- they racked up, excuse me, a 195.700 to earn second place at the second annual Rio Tinto Best of Utah NCAA gymnastics meet that was held at the Maverick Center in West Valley City. University of Utah, one of the top-ranked teams in the country, won the event with a 196.900. Utah State was in third place with Southern Utah finishing in fourth place. Second straight year that Utah gets to hold on to the Copper Cup, which is awarded to the winner, but a solid showing all the same for the women's gymnastics team. Uh, BYU will be hitting the road this week for a game for a meet excuse me, at Arizona State on January 16th. That'll be in Tempe, Arizona. Obviously, COVID restrictions 
restrictions will be in effect and hopefully BYU doesn't have any type of issues that would prevent them from taking part in that meet but we'll track that for you in the week ahead but best of luck to the women's gymnastics team on that front and then finally I've been talking about this for a week now but it formally came late last week the BYU left tackle Brady Christensen was named a 2020 consensus All-American he's the first Cougar to receive that distinction since the All-American tight end Dennis Pitta earned that distinction in 2009 it is the 14th all-time all consensus All-American honor to go to a BYU football player so it's pretty cool to see that to be selected to a consensus All-American the player must be named on the first team of at least two of the selected five All-American teams which are the AFCA the Associated Press the FWAA the Sporting News and the Walter Camp Foundation uh, Christensen was first team All-American on the Walter Camp team as well as the Associated Press he was second team on all three others so congratulations to him as I mentioned uh, he joins the likes of Mark Wilson Nick Iyer Jim McMahon Gordon Hudson twice Steve Young Jason Buck Mo Elowanibi Chris Smith Ty Detmer twice Luke Staley and like I said most recently Dennis Pitta as consensus All-Americans it's pretty cool to see that award coming to Brady Christensen and it's a well-deserved honor he is now moving on to prepare for the NFL he's working out down in Texas with Duke Robinson one of the foremost authorities in terms of preparation for the NFL draft for offensive linemen and uh, the biggest thing I think I can say is we are all rooting for Brady Christensen. I have heard more and more from people I have talked to who have more intel on the NFL draft that he could go as high as the second round. It all really kind of depends on how he shows in the pre-draft workout process. At pro days, the combine, if he earns an invite, which I don't think is a question at this point, he should earn an invite to that. How he performs in those really cement where he goes. I think most people thought, okay, he's probably a day three pick rounds four through seven but I'm telling you what folks the more I talk to people there are more and more people who are bullish on the chance of him being a second or third round pick so essentially a day two guy which means some serious money and an opportunity to start right away at the NFL level because programs and franchises out there at the NFL level they don't take offensive linemen in the top three or four rounds without thinking you know what this guy is going to be at least be a backup if not a starter year one they're all about production that's what they want Brady Christensen I'll tell you what what I've seen from this young man is this is a guy who's got all the capability to be a day one starter in the right system it's and let's be clear about this it has to be the right circumstance for him but man to put up a 96.4 grade, uh, which actually outdid 2019 Outland Trophy winner Panay Sewell. Brady Christensen did something really special this year, folks, and I'm not sure we actually talked about it enough. I know that Zach Wilson kind of stole the headlines with everything he did this year, but he had an absolutely stellar player protecting his blind side. And Hey, congratulations to Brady Christensen. A consensus All-American is a well-deserved honor, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does at the next level. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the show. Talked a lot of quarterbacks today, but we will have more conversations like this in the days and weeks ahead. We'll talk running backs, defensive backs, offensive and defensive line. We're going to run through all the position groups and talk about them. It's that time of year, folks. We'll also mix in some BYU basketball as well when they're in action later this week at St. Mary's. Uh, Usually a place that BYU has struggled to win in the past. Here's hoping that this year may be less of a struggle, but we'll break that down for you. 
a busy week ahead nonetheless. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars. Also, feel free to email the show, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address, or you can follow me and DM me. My DMs are open at Jacob C. Hatch. Love hearing from you guys and getting your insights and whatever you got for us. I also want to do a Twitter mailbag at some point this week. If you got questions that you'd like to have answered, send those in as well, and we will get to them on the podcast this week. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your support. Make sure to follow, rate, review the show, subscribe to it, do everything you need to do so that way you join us each and every day, and have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 11th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.